Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's head out to Ashburn right now where Ron Rivera is taking the podium. This is about, you know, Sam's continued development. And, you know, things hadn't gone as well as we would like for the last few weeks. So, you know, we just think this is a good opportunity for him to watch and you know, I think Jacoby, being the professional that he is and, and, and really playing the way he has, has, has really going to give, I think, Sam an opportunity to see some things and see how the offense uh, goes, and, and I think it'll help him. Is this for the, both the last two games or just Sunday? We'll see how everything goes. But, but you know, I think Jacoby's proven, you know, that, that he is a very, very viable player in this league. And uh, having him around has been, uh, I, I think, excellent for Sam. He's, he's really stood by Sam and, and, and helped Sam out a lot. And I think this is an, another way for him to help Sam uh, continue his growth. No, we asked you sort of this the other day, but what do you see as sort of the re, the a primary reason why Sam has uh, well, taken a step back? Well, I just think right now things just you know hadn't gone the, the way we'd like them to, and I think part of it too may be uh, the fact that he's played a lot of football this year. You know, going from from one situation to the other, and it's been hard, tough football. And and I think this is you know an opportunity for him to take a breath. And you touched on this a little the other day, but obviously he's taken a lot of sacks, a lot of hits over the course of the year. Did you see over the last couple of weeks a player who maybe, I think you referenced this, like maybe seeing okay. things that weren't there right. because of that accumulation? All right, first of all, that was you who said that. I just responded to the question oh, that you had okay. asked. Well, okay. Then do you see that? But I had seen that. And, okay. and again, this is really about him being able to continue to, to, to learn, and, and I think this is a good opportunity. What do you make of Jacoby's just kind of demeanor throughout the, the year and, and just kind of how he's handled the entire situation and being able to step in the last couple of games? The truth is the word's professional. I mean, he's as, he's as good a, a quarterback, um, veteran quarterback, backup quarterback, and, and a guy that plays and, and is, is a starting quarterback in this league type quality player. You have seen quarterbacks who have faltered, right, and, and come back. Um, Jacoby said it on Sunday. I'm looking so forward to what Sam's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the big key for a quarterback to make that transition so that this doesn't take place? Well, I just think it's about learning and understanding, uh, and and continue to develop and grow. Uh, what was the conversation with Sam like, and and kind of how did he take it? And it was a good good conversation. You know, he's competitive. He wants to play. But, you know, I told him that I just felt this was, was, was a good situation for him to, to take a breath. 14 games, how, how would you – 15, rather. How would you grade or view Sam's performance this season? I think Sam has, has had some pretty good opportunities and has some, some pretty good moments. And I think there's been some good moments where he's learned a lot. And I think there's some moments where he's, he's had to take a couple lumps. But uh, he's a resilient player, a uh, solid young man who's – uh, I think has a bright future in this in this league. I really do, and and I think he he's a guy who can play quarterback in the NFL, and and do it well and do it at a high level. He's shown us some really good things, and you know as I said, this is something I I feel and and talking to to Eb and Tavita that this is something you know that 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 we think is is going to be a chance for him to take a breath. Seems like the team really likes Sam and and wants him to succeed. How, how did the rest of the team take the news? Well, we'll see how it how it goes. I mean, there, there's a full day of practice and we'll go from there earlier this season you mentioned you know the, the culture and, and finding the quarterback how does this change your perspective there it doesn't it doesn't I think this is it's part of the growth you know if 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 
if we played better and, and, and did some things better. And, you know, we're all culpable in this situation too. You know, this, 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 this is not an indictment on Sam or, or how my feelings towards Sam has changed in terms of I really do think this guy can be a really good quarterback in this league. I really do. But I also think that sometimes when things get tough and get hard and, they're, you know, this, is, this has been a long year for everybody, um, I think this is a chance for him to take a breath. I really do. When you say we're all culpable, what would you change or, or what do you think could have been different? To I'm not going to get into that, okay? We're talking about a player and we got to actually have a game to start getting ready for, so we'll talk about that. How, how cognizant were you throughout the season of just Sam's confidence level as he was taking hits and kind of his play was sort of I, I tried to check in with him every week, you know, talk with him whenever I got a chance, see how he was doing. And he's such a, 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 a positive-minded, strong-willed young man that, that – um, you know, he seemed to handle those situations pretty good. And, 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 you know, maybe this is just me wanting to take care of him, you know, and, and make sure he does get a chance to just reflect. He, he does seem pretty poised back there. Does, could you sense the frustration building? As, as I, I think the hardest thing more than anything else is that, you know, again, things didn't go the way that we had wanted them to. And, and, and certain situations come up. And I think this is, this is a good chance for, for him to take a breath. Quarterback changes are a big deal. Did you talk with ownership on this one? Um, I let the ownership know what I was going to do, yes. Full support, they understood? Well, I, I think the big thing everybody has to understand is that's the, that they've been very supportive of everything that we have done so far. Well, again, as I said, we'll get into that once the season's over and talk about the evaluations going forward. All right? Oh, yeah. Very much so. I mean, I'll tell you right now, you know, when I was, you know, in, in, in my previous stint in Carolina, when we drafted Cam Newton, uh, the first pick, we wanted to find a veteran guy, and we didn't find the right guy until we, we found Derek Anderson uh, in, the, in that summer going into camp. And when DA came out, it, it was about as tremendous a mentorship that I'd ever seen. Well, this one might be better. I mean, it, it's it's amazing to watch the professionalism which Jacoby does things. It really does, and I, I think what we've seen in the last two weeks is just him, you know, being there and studying along with Sam. I think it really has helped him as well. And um, you know, I, and I see I see Jacoby as a, a very viable player in this league. There you go, Ron Rivera. Jacoby Brissett will start Sunday against the 49ers as far as the final game goes. Uh, they will uh, figure that out after the upcoming game. Um, it's all today about, you know, Jacoby being a great mentor um, and Sam needing to, as Ron said multiple times during that uh, press uh, conference, uh, needing to take a breath. Um so there you go. Uh, the you know the the, the decision to, to start Jacoby Brissett, I think really it just comes down to Sam had you know so many issues here in recent weeks, and really there was a confidence that had been shaken, no doubt, um, and maybe they felt like starting him against the Niners in particular, the only opportunity was an opportunity of diminishing returns and uh, maybe not an, an opportunity to perform at a level that would make him feel a little bit better about things. Um, and I do think, you know, th- this is no doubt a decision that Ron Rivera is making with Eric Bieniemy. I think if Eric pushed back and said no, which I don't know why he would, um, I wonder what the, the case would be. But I would bet that this is a, a decision that both of them are in agreement on. And for Eric Bieniemy, two games against two really good teams that may have to win, the 49ers do this Sunday, um, to see the offense look more competent and more professional than it has in recent weeks you know, isn't going to hurt him either. Um, he can point to, look, we were in project development mode um, all season long, and we did our best with it, and there were some good moments, and Sam can play a little bit. Sam can be a quarterback in this league at some level. Um, but, you know, this is the offense that, 
you know, was designed from the very beginning and with a professional, experienced quarterback. And that's a big part of the difference between Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howell is Jacoby Brissett's eight years in the league. But Brissett's also a decent quarterback. Like, I mean, he's proven a lot more than Sam Howell has uh, in the NFL. And I think the enemy, there's a chance that this is going to benefit in his own mind, um, his prospects for wherever he lands next. Uh, so here we are, um, two games to go, and the Sam Howell 2023 season is over, not because of injury, but really because of performance. Um, and they're going to go with Jacoby Brissett. I think the reaction to this is um, justifiable regardless of what it is. For me, on one hand, I'm like, what are you doing? What is the point? I didn't like that that Jacoby came in against the Rams in that particular game. That was far from Sam's worst game of the year. Was he struggling against the Rams? Yeah. Was he? W- were they going to win the game? Uh, were they going to lose the game? Perhaps even worse than at the time, twenty-eight to seven. Probably. Um, but uh, I I would not have opened up this can of worms. Um, not when you all season long were dedicated and committed to the development of a young quarterback. That's what really this season has been about. There have been moments where Ron has discussed winning is important. You know, remember he was not ready to name Sam the long the starter for the rest of the year when Ben Standig asked him earlier this year. He kind of got around that one. Um, but it's always been, for the most part, about developing Sam Howell. This this is what, you know, th- this season is about. We got a young quarterback who's growing, he's learning. We feel really good about him, you know, in terms of his future. And you're going to have some good moments and bad moments with a young quarterback. And you're going to live through those. Uh, but it got to the point where you couldn't live th- through those anymore for some reason. So, you know, for those that would criticize him for shame on you for bailing with two games left, two meaningless games to play a guy, for what reason? Well, you know, to, to, because you think he's the long-term answer of the franchise? Let Sam work, work, work through it. Let's see what he's got. Let's see how he bounces back. Let's see if he's got, you know, a couple of, of moments in him left in these final two games. And then if you're at the point where it's like, look, this is mercy at this point. Like, he's not the guy. I think we can all say that. He's not going to be the guy that the next regime chooses to build around. They're going to draft a quarterback. They're going to look for their quarterback in the offseason. So what's the point of putting him out there anymore? I, I understand that, too. From my from my standpoint, I it, it would be a slight lean to wanting to see Sam back out there. I know what Jacoby Brissett is. I've watched Jacoby Brissett, and I've been a fan from afar, as many of you know, going back to the moment that they signed him in the offseason. I think he's a really solid NFL quarterback who can who can play for you you know, and start games for you in a pinch. He's not a franchise quarterback. He's not a top half of the league starting quarterback, more likely than not. It's possible Brissett has a Geno Smith you know, and, you know, sort of 31, 32 year old resurrection to his career, and he becomes a lot more than he's ever been before. You know, he works at it. He is beloved in every locker room he walks into. He can make every throw. He's got excellent size. His mobility is underrated, something we talked about all offseason. I think we've seen it in the last two games. He can create. He's not a traditional stand in the pocket, can't move quarterback. He can move. He's athletic. Um, but, you know, what's the point to a certain degree other than they just keep looking at Sam as he comes back to the sideline and they're like, this dude is shot. He has lost all his confidence and it is just at this point, there's no upside in continuing to put him out there. Um, You're not going to learn anything more. You've seen 15 games. It's a small sample size for a quarterback. There's no doubt about that. But for one season, 15 games, the different kinds of teams they played, the different kinds of games they had, we got a lot to look at Sam Howell. Um, Is his career over? Not at all. A guy like Sam who has the work ethic and the the mental makeup that he has um, in terms of being a good guy and a smart guy, Sam's going to be in the league for a while. He's got too much arm strength and too much mobility. People will continue to give him a chance to certainly be a backup and maybe in certain situations be a starter. 
Um, but this organization, I think, at this point now needs to focus first and foremost uh, when this season ends. Uh, and they've hired a general manager and a new head coach and a new staff on what they're going to do at quarterback. There's a lot of other holes to fill. Understood. I'm not ignoring those. And we're going to talk a lot about those as well. Um, but quarterback is the number one offseason priority. All right. Uh, after GM and coach, of course. All right. Phone lines are open. 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Your reaction to this? Not a surprise. Um, when Jacoby came into the game on Sunday, it then became a possibility that that was it for Sam Howell. And then when he played well and they came back and nearly won the game, it became a real uh, possibility. So it's not a surprise, but I want your reaction to it anyway. Did Ron Rivera do the right thing? Uh, did he do the right thing? Yes or no? Why uh, or why not? 301-230-0980. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show and the Team 980, the Team980.com. We are also... Free and live on the Odyssey app. Winter is here, and if you've had enough of the cold drafts blowing through your old windows, bundling up in layers of clothes and blankets, and hearing the heat turn on for the fifth time this hour, then it's time to talk to the pros at Window Nation. Replacing those old windows with quality, energy-efficient ones from Window Nation is easier and more affordable than you think. Right now, through the end of the month, replace the windows in your home and pay no interest for five years. That's a great deal. And on top of that, Window Nation is also giving you 50% off all window styles. Our professional installation means your windows will fit right, so you don't have to worry about leaky, dirty windows and those cold drafts letting out your heat anymore. Don't wait. With zero interest for five years, why not, go, why not give Window Nation a hard look? Let us show you all the options to fit your needs and budget. It's, it's easy. Simply call them at 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started and mention my name, Kevin Sheehan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Ace Law listener lines open 301-230-0980. In a wreck, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Ron Rivera just moments ago announcing that Jacoby Brissett will be the starting quarterback Sunday against the 49ers. Um, said uh, that it isn't necessarily for the final two games. They'll decide on the Dallas game after uh, Sunday. Um, really emphasized that you know things had not been going the way that they had wanted um, and that uh, they really felt like Jacoby Brissett has been mentoring Sam all year long and that sitting back and watching Jacoby play would be good for Sam that he needed. And Ron said this multiple times. He needed to take a breath. Um, very complimentary of Jacoby Brissett, as everybody's been in every place he's ever been. Um, let's not forget, it was the Patriots who drafted him, uh, right? Yes, the Patriots drafted him or the Colts? I'm actually confused on that now. The it was the Patriots that yeah, drafted it was the Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 301-230-0980. I said earlier in the show I expected this. I think everybody did. Not a hard um, uh, thing to get to. I, I honestly don't really care that much how they handle the final two games. The big picture is they've got a quarterback need, period. 
They've got a quarterback need entering 2024. So we're going to go general manager. We're going to co- go coach. We're two weeks away from all of that stuff starting to break. Um, whole new front office. And then, you know, I think that front office will be very much in quarterback mode uh, as it relates to the draft. I think it's really important over these final two weeks that they do not kill themselves by winning one of these two games and then losing several spots uh, in the draft. This is one of those unique drafts where you've got three quarterbacks that may go in the top five, and then after that there may not be another one until the latter half of the first round. You've got to have your options as you start to completely remake and rebuild the entirety of the football operation. Uh, Sam Howell had a rough uh, season uh, in totality. There were moments, encouraging moments for a while, many more encouraging moments than discouraging moments. Um, But ultimately, after 15 games starting, it was not a great season in Sam's first season in starting. He is near the bottom or the top, uh, depending on the statistic. Um, But overall, uh, after 15 starts, Sam's one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL in 2023. Uh, Let's go to Nate in PG County. Nate, thanks for holding go. Hey, Kevin. Look, man, uh, happy holidays, everybody. And I want to say two things. Yeah, Ron did the right thing. Uh, but honestly, I think he did it too late, way, way too late. And, and, and this is my two points. I think they gave Sam Howe the job instead of letting him earn the job, which is their first mistake, because they thought if they developed him instead of trying to win games, that that would be a better look. That would look better on their resume, whether they were get a chance to stay if they really developed him well enough, or if they fired them anyways. At least they could say, "Look what we did with Howe." And number two, after starting him, I think they went about his development the wrong way and it's like I'm sorry about the about that. That's all right. Like um they went with uh they went with the throw them into the fire approach. Yeah. And, and instead of like easing them in with the training wheels and, and I'll say parallel how's year in development with Jordan Love's year in development. And and Matt LaFleur took the easy approach and and look where they're at and and the enemy by really the fact he was really kind of the guy that they let control that situation. So he, he made the decision to just throw it all on how, and I think that hurt him in the long run. And, and I think that's why he's going to kind of, that's why he hasn't really had the opportunities that he thinks and other people think he deserves. And, and, and the final thing I'll, I'll say is this is anyone who thinks that Caleb Williams is going to be their savior is going to be sadly, sadly, mistake and I think that dude is going to be a huge bust in the draft. All right. Well we got a lot of time to talk about that one, but I want to focus on something you said because I, I, I don't know we've certainly talked about it during the course of the year many times, but not so much today. Um because I think it's a, a, a completely relevant point. If you made the case that you still believe in Sam Howe but in a in a completely different offense you know, an offense that is balanced, that uses the run game to set up QB keepers, you know, bootlegs and play action. You know, I've said this for seven or eight weeks running. I would just love to see Sam with a running game, uh, which is always a young quarterback's best friend, and then see him as a bootleg quarterback, as a, you know, that that stretch zone keep keeper where they, you know, the Shanahan scheme, they call quarterback keepers. And he's coming back the other way as a thrower on the move outside the pocket. You know, they went to a lot of quick game, but let's face it. What you said is true. And we picked up on this early in the season. All of you did. And that is that they essentially, you know, eschewed the, you know, conventional way of developing a young quarterback. They decided to throw him into the fire. And we're going to throw the ball more than anybody in the league does. Yeah, a lot of the throws in a lot of the games were more run extension throws. His most effective games by far were when they went to, especially early in games, a lot of the three-step drop, quick game, bubble screens, hitches, etc. That got him confidence. That got him into you know, a rhythm. That got defenses a little off balance. But man... No running game at any point this year to help out a young quarterback. No bootleg, no play action off of that running game to help a young uh, quarterback. Um, In my opinion, not enough three-step quick game consistently week in and week out. Um, There were just... 
there were things that you typically see OCs do with young quarterbacks that this offensive coordinator decided not to do with this young quarterback. And, you know, it, it did not it did not give him the best chance to succeed, in my opinion. And I think during the course of the season, we pointed out that the dropbacks consistently, especially when they were expected, were just disastrous for this quarterback. You know, he just could not see on five to seven step drops where you had longer developing routes. And, you know, the offensive line wasn't built to pass block for it anyway. You know, that was an uh, a lack of off-season commitment to the offensive line that didn't help him out, you know, either. But God, man, you know, some of their best players on the team were running backs. And running backs that, that actually got yards even when there wasn't a lot of room. Um, so that is a an absolute, you know, um, rational uh, argument as to why you'd like to see Sam Howell again in a different scheme. I just think ultimately in this league up here, as Coach Joe used to say, on third and long, you got to sit back in the pocket, you got to see the field, you got to throw with anticipation, you got to throw with a decisiveness um, that has been a problem for him going back to college. And it's the number one reason why he was a fifth-round pick. Uh, let's go to Dean. Dean, go ahead. What's up, Kevin? Hey, Dean. Uh, always do a, yeah, great, man. You always do a great job, man. Um, and, and, and Ron has done a great job of bringing football character back into the locker room, and he did a great job and great justice of, of sitting Sam right now. Sam is burnt out, man. Sam has done a lot, lot, lot from a freshman year in Carolina to where we are today. We need to, we need to focus on who's the next coach, though. All right, because the next coach needs to be like, like B. Mitch keeps saying, and like everyone's saying, a, a, a good character guy for the locker room. All right, we can't, we got to stop having Tyler Haneke run the locker room, or or, or put it all on uh, Jonathan Island. All right, we we, we got to stop that. We got to stop that. The court, the, the coach needs to be that guy. All right, we've been talking about Mike Thomason, and 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 the quarterback is the the key thing that we need to be focused on as far as the draft. We can't miss in this draft as far as the quarterback. It's like five quarterbacks right now where we can pick. Okay, regardless of how we how we finish up. Okay, regardless of how we finish up, I don't even mind if we keep Sam and keep Brissett and get one of these one of these guys. But you got to recognize these guys that we're bringing in, like the other dude said with Caleb, I love Caleb too. And Caleb is a problem on the same level as a, as a, as a, as a Holmes would have been if, if Eric Bieniemy and, and Andy Reid weren't there to calm him down and to show him. These, this is just what the quarterbacks do now. This is what Brett Favre has created as far as the quarterbacks to do. As long as you have a good offensive-minded person like a Shanahan, yeah. all right, or a good-minded coach like a Thomason or a even old man Belichick, all right, who like you just found out again got the greatest, I guess, backup quarterback ever. Okay, football people in the office. Football people. That's what they're going to do, Dean. Thanks for the call. Building. Really appreciate it. I'm going to focus on the the thing that you said. Um, before you can't miss on this next quarterback. Well, you can miss because more times than not, teams do miss, but you've got to swing. They haven't taken enough swings. They haven't. I mean, in the draft, in trades, in free agency, really the single biggest swing they've taken in the last, you know, since RG3 was probably the Alex Smith trade. That was a big swing because it also came with serious compensation and then a brand new hefty contract increase. You know, they didn't land Matt Stafford. They took a big swing, but they didn't land him. They took a big swing for Russell Wilson and maybe a good thing that they didn't land on him. Dwayne Haskins wasn't a top three or top four pick. Okay, he was 15 Overall, Ryan Fitzpatrick's not a big swing. Carson Wentz isn't a big swing. You know, I've heard a lot of you say you just keep talking about quarterback every year. Well, yeah, I'm going to keep talking about quarterback until they actually have one. 
You know, if when you get to the end of the season and you're unsure as to whether or not you have one, you don't have one. They don't have one again. They haven't had one since you know who was here in 20, you know, 2015 to 2017. And they've been looking for one ever since. You have to keep trying. And very rarely are you bad enough as they were this year or as they were in 2019 to have a chance in a year that's rich at the top, at least potential-wise, evaluation-wise with quarterbacks, to take one that early. This was even if Sam had been playing decently the last few weeks, this was still going to be an absolute must that they look at all of these quarterbacks seriously. And now, after we've seen him, you know, with better defensive opponents, teams that have sort of looked at him and figured some things out, now we know. We know that they have to take quarterback very seriously. But I understand just as much as you do. Taking a swing doesn't mean you're going to connect. More likely than not, you don't. But you got to keep swinging until you get one. Uh, let's go to Ian. Ian, go ahead. Kevin, this is organizational malpractice for a long time. They should have fired Rivera a long time ago. Or bench What's a long time ago? A long time ago. I would say after the first Giants game. Okay, this year you're saying. To me, this year. So when you come into a season and Harris doesn't have time, the goal at the beginning of the season was to win. It wasn't to tank. It wasn't to set up for next year. It was to win, set up some excitement, continue the foundation that they want to lay, and build it by winning. When it was clear Shaw wasn't the guy, which to me was much earlier than some of the callers have, you should have gone to Brissett. I've said it last week three times. It's not the O-line. It's not the wide receivers. It's not the drops. It's not the OC. In five drives, we saw four lead touchdowns by Brissett. So everything no, five around touchdowns. the quarterback. Five for five. five and then in the sixth five drive, they ran the ball three times. It was five for five, actually. Five for five, five for five. So everything around the quarterback position is just fine. I agree the defense isn't elite, but in an offensive league, this could have been a good team. Did I say Super Bowl team? Of course not. But look at the NFC. Outside of the Giants, or I'm sorry, outside of the 49ers, who is really a Super Bowl team? The Eagles are struggling. Every team looks like they're kind of a mess. So with that backdrop, you know you have a chance to win. But because Rivera had this notion of hand me a Lombardi trophy for my players down the road, he went with this bizarre development plan when it was clear it wasn't working. And that, to me, is horrible. You had a chance to win. Not win the Super Bowl, but had a chance to win. Okay. And All right. this, there's so much misdirection, and okay. there's no organizational leadership. This is what you get. You get, I'm going to fire Del Rio, and I'm going to take over the defense. Well, we ball. know how that end of seasons changed. go around here. You end up making a lot of but, you know decisions just to make decisions. But hold on, seasons- and, and don't dump I in yet, um, uh, uh, Denton. So a, a couple of things. Number one, I think most people understood – going into the offseason that more likely than not Jacoby Brissett was the better quarterback than Sam Howell, okay? And, and I agree with that, and you know that? I agree with you on that. Um, that wasn't the the uh, the object to this year. I think that's where, you know, there were – we talked about it in the preseason. There are different agendas for a lot of different people. I think ownership loved the, 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 the quick start. It allowed them to sell more tickets. It allowed them to generate more revenue, bring on more corporate clients. A lot of that had to do with just Snyder leaving, et cetera. But here's the truth in terms of the way it laid out, even though – I think people like you and me believed that Brissett was probably the better quarterback and they may have had a better team with Brissett starting all 17 games. The truth is, as we went through it chronologically, is Brissett didn't win the offseason. It wasn't obvious when they got to the when they got to training camp that Sam Howell was in over his head and it was a light year's difference between Brissett and Howell. That was discussed 
all throughout training camp. Wasn't evident in the meaningless preseason games either. And then, sorry, Ian, but there were, even though, you know, I'm I'm with you on what he probably was going to end up being, which wasn't the long-term answer, there were moments where you were like, this kid's got an arm, he's got mobility, he's got some real gamesmanship, uh, he's got some gamer to him, and there were a lot of good moments. The two Philly losses, he was outstanding in both of those games. For two and a half quarters in Denver, I understand what their defense was in that moment in week two. They were lights out. He was lights out. Um, He had a lot of moments, and so it wasn't obvious to them that he was in over his head because against some of those lesser defensive teams, he wasn't. So... There wasn't a natural point, I don't think, until recently where you would have just benched him and said, we still got a shot mathematically to make the playoffs, and Brissett's clearly the better guy. We're going with him. See, so can I rebut that point? Yeah. Okay, so I agree with you on your first part, that it wasn't obvious in the preseason, okay? So if the notion is we want to see who's got the greater upside down the road, we're looking for the future. Let's play how Fine, that's right I'm with you. He, okay. We're in agreement. And there were moments. We all can point to the moments that were good, but it was clear much more soon than when they benched him two weeks ago. And to me, you had a chance earlier in the season to bench him. And there were some horrific games Why didn't they put him in at the end of the giant game or the end of this game, just like they did two weeks ago? There were moments and what this organization, and I include Harris in this, by not making it clear what the direction was, you allowed this entire fan base to blame everybody but how very Taylor Heineke-esque of, oh, it's everyone else's fault. And that was sabotaging to the team because Frankly, if I'm a player on that team... Well, the defense like, the defense is still the single biggest reason for their record this year. Fine, but I'm talking about the offense. Because this whole notion of... Remember, we said another agenda this offseason was, is Eric Bieniemy going to be head coach material? Well, gosh, based on the last five or six drives, maybe he's not the problem at all either. Like, this is what I'm saying. You had Eric B- and Eric Bieniemy has a plan. Sam Howe has a plan. Uh, Ron Rivera has a plan. Harris wants to sell right. tickets and raise prices. All right, wrap Everybody it up. Everybody had such. But do you understand what I'm saying? I do. So I just. I think. I, I think the disagreement that I would have with you is that it really wasn't that obvious as early as you thought it was. Now, part of it was. Well, that we didn't have the perspective of seeing Jacoby Brissett every day. And maybe it was obvious to people out there like, man, Brissett definitely would be an upgrade over what we're seeing here. But in the games themselves, hell, even on Thanksgiving, Sam had a pretty good first half, you know, against the Cowboys. They were in that game into the third quarter. And it's really since the second half of the Dallas game that it's really fallen, you know, fallen off. Um, significantly. I, I think that in their own minds, Ian, for much of the season, and I got to take uh, other callers now, I think they could at least continue with the wish casting and the hope because there were good moments coupled with bad moments, but they could chalk it up to young quarterbacks seeing things, as Eric Bieniemy said many times early in the season, seeing things for the first time. But over the last three to four games, it got to the point where You've actually seen these things now more than once, and you're still making the same mistakes. You're still not decisive. You're still not seeing it. And so it became more obvious and easier to say now, yeah, he's seeing these things now for the third and fourth time, and they're not getting any better. Uh, if you're on hold, stay there. We'll take more calls, I promise. Pauly, Chad, Lou, Mo, Kurt, Kevin, stay on hold. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980, the Team980.com. We're also live on the Odyssey app. If you missed the news, Ron Rivera about an hour ago announced that Jacoby Brissett will be the starting quarterback against the 49ers on Sunday. NBA hoops last night. Wizards lose to the Magic 127 to 119. They're now 5 and 24 on the year. Jordan Poole led all scores with 30 points. Corey Kispert at 15 off the bench. Scott Kuzma 
had 17. Detroit Pistons lose their 27th game in a row. That's a single-season NBA record for most consecutive losses, losing 118-112 to to the Brooklyn Nets despite 41 points from their young star, Cade Cunningham. They're now one loss off of the all-time losing uh, losing record in a row. That's Philadelphia 76ers. They had 28 losses in a row over the course of two seasons. Earlier today, Ron Rivera named Jacoby Brissett QB1 for this weekend against San Francisco. We're reacting to that all afternoon right here on the Team 980. And that's what's trending. From Jerry on Twitter, don't you see what Ron's trying to do, Sheehan? He wants to win a game. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he does. Uh, I'm sure that they believe that Jacoby Brissett gives them a better chance to win on Sunday or even the following Sunday. I just don't think it's going to matter this Sunday. It could matter against the Cowboys, and that's a conversation that we can have next week depending on the Cowboys' motivation in the game. But I don't think that Jacoby Brissett is going to be, you know, is going to lead this offense to a big day against the 49ers. The Jet defense is outstanding, no doubt about it. The Ram defense with Aaron Donald in the game, which he wasn't for parts of the game that Sam Howell was in, and then for parts of the game uh, in which Jacoby Brissett was in. Because, by the way, Aaron Donald's having right now a season that's starting to approach a defensive player of the year season. Uh, Surprise, surprise. But um, they're not beating the Niners. Come on. I mean, the Niners have to win this game Sunday. They want the one seed. They want the bye. They want home field throughout. Um they're not beating the Niners with Jacoby Brissett. They just may not lose by as much. But no, I I agree with you. I do agree that Ron couldn't give two craps about draft position. He's not going to be here to take advantage of it. He'd like to leave with, you know, an upset win. Imagine derailing the 49ers chances for the one seed or knocking the Cowboys out of the division um uh possibility winning a, a division. Uh, but I don't see with them defensively. And by the way, they're not better coached defensively since Ron took over. They've been a disaster. The Jets had 250 yards at halftime against that defense. The Jets did. Um, They're not good enough defensively to win either one of these games. It's the NFL things happen, but not this Sunday. I, there's, there is, is there's, they're going to be the biggest road underdog that any team's been all season long. Potentially. I haven't seen the updated line. I'll look for it. Let's get back to the phone lines. Everybody, thanks for holding. Let's go to Mo. Mo's in Bowie. Mo, go ahead. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Happy holidays, uh, man. I yeah, you too, Mo. Kevin, my, my, my thing is, is, is Ron Rivera. He's constantly waiting until the last minute to do something. Percent should have been the starter from the beginning of the year. To be honest, that, but you really want your team to be in a position to be successful. Okay, how started out, he did well at the beginning of the year, okay? Well, usually you know this. After the eighth game, the seventh, eighth game of the season where really teams get settled in and you really know what you're going to do and you identify your identity offensively and de- defensively. The commanders never did that. They never had an identity. They, what, they wanted to be a run team. They will pass the ball 50, 40 times a game. That's not a run team. I mean, they, they put too much well, on the, the run team. The run team is a very early pre-Eric Bieniemy hiring thing, um, Mo. Um, I just think it's funny. It's like they should – everybody's now – they should have started Brissett from the beginning of the season. It was only a month ago we had that poll, that Twitter poll. Would you consider a quarterback or do you want Sam Howell? And it was like 90-10 Sam Howell. You know, you don't need to draft a quarterback. I mean – it's man, it's it, plus twelve and a half. Denton, is that where the line is right now? Yeah, currently, uh, Commanders plus twelve and a half. Yeah, so it was thirteen and a half. So they consider Brissett to be basically worth a point to the line. That's big. Don't get me wrong; it's significant. But um, they're not beating the Niners with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, but as far as starting a much earlier look, if everybody had been on the same page. And, you know, but but, and, but they were. It was just a different page than maybe in hindsight wish, we wish they were on. And that was, look, we're going to start Sam Howell. There wasn't much of a difference in the offseason. If he had really looked like he was incapable of running an NFL offense, we wouldn't have done it. But, look, they're, they're, we need to see 
the guy that still has an unknown ceiling. We know what Brissett has. We got to see the guy with the unknown ceiling. And by the way, they felt okay about playing Sam early in the season, and he gave them reasons to continue to play him. I mean, let's not revisionist history the whole thing. He gave them reasons to continue to play him and continue to hope that he was the answer. It was just a bit of fool's gold because of the teams that they were playing defensively. And when they started that stretch on Thanksgiving with some really good defensive teams, I'd go to the Giants, actually, the week before the Thanksgiving Day game because the Giants have actually been okay defensively at times this year. Um, It's been, you know, it's been very revealing. And there haven't been many, you know, significant moments. And them piling up on each other has led everybody, I think, every not everybody, there are still some howlers out there. Um, to believe that you just build around Sam. Uh, Most people now believe that you can't do that. You've got to explore the draft. Some out there still holding hope that the new regime will see what they see, which is building around Sam and building up the offensive line, et cetera, is the way to go. Because offensive linemen always hit when you draft them at number three overall. Kidding. Uh, Let's go to Chad. Chad, go ahead. Kevin, can you hear me? I got you, Chad. Hey, man. Hey, uh, first off, hey, hope your sister was okay here in Nashville when we had those tornadoes. Yeah, she was fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She she, she lives there. like um, that Franklin-Brentwood area, so it was, no, it was nowhere near there. Oh, yeah. It missed my house by less than a quarter mile. We were in yeah. the thing. It was rough. Um, but good. Um, first off, let me ask you this, Kevin. Would you take Bryce Young right now? Over what they may have the option to take in the upcoming draft, no. Would you take him over Sam Howell right now? Yes. Would you say? All right. So, you, I said really. Yeah. Take Bryce Young right now over. Yes. Chris, over him. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Over the last couple of weeks, we've seen multiple quarterbacks who good teams absolutely awful. There's also been multiple weeks, and, and I'm, I'm going to get to my point. There's also been multiple weeks this, this season, many weeks, where we said the only reason they had a chance to win the game was because of Sam Howell. We've said that many times. I, I found it weird. Me and my other Skins buddy were sitting here talking the other day, and I was like, man, I find it weird that receivers can't get open Many times, like they're not. You're, you're fading in and out. Are you hearing that, Denton, or is it just me? Yeah, bad phone. Yeah, put Chad back on hold because he's like. Can you hear me now? Kind of, yeah, I got you. You got you now. Okay, okay. Multiple times the last couple weeks, we have said, um, in the, this past year, we have said Sam Howe was the only reason they won. They they had a chance to win this game many times. Okay. I thought, well, I not everybody has team. said that. No, the, the, the people not that were real big Sam Howell fans have said that. Well, big. I'm not a big Sam Howell fan, but I, I had optimism. And, and honestly, I was a little disappointed. I, I have been disappointed that he may not be the answer. I'm like, you know, th- that sucks. I mean, yeah, it, it really Definitely, does. it would have been much better for this organization yeah. if after 15 games it was super clear that Sam's ceiling clear. is super tall and we've got a chance to, you know, build around him with, with all of the okay, draft capital, Kevin, et cetera. No doubt. Think, but, Kevin, Kevin, do you think it's still – is it still not super clear or is it super clear he isn't? Well, it's, it's, it's very clear to me – that I haven't seen – well, I haven't seen anything this year that would lead me to believe that you'd want to completely dismiss the idea that uh, a quarterback in the draft um, is the way to go. Uh, there's nothing that Sam's done even in his best moments that have said to me any more than Andy Dalton. That's I've been consistent on that even before the season started. To me, the okay. best case was always Andy Dalton in his prime in Cincinnati – and he is not over 15 games proven to me that that's where he can get to. So, yeah, I, I'm yeah. looking for a quarterback. Okay, so here I agree. I am Now I'm at the point to where 
I can't say I wouldn't take the quarterback if the right one's there. Now, I am not the biggest Jaden Daniels fan. I don't think taking him at number four, number three, in my opinion, I would not do it. If Caleb Williams is there or somehow you could trade a couple picks and get Caleb Williams, I'm doing it. Okay, I don't care if it's Sam Howell, and I like Sam Howell. I really do, okay? But my thing is, is we've watched multiple quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Purdy, all of these quarterbacks completely suck against good teams, okay, the last few weeks. And here we are going, well, maybe we should have started Brissett. Well, well, Brissett's going to start this week. First off, why the hell are you going to – what are you trying to do by starting Brissett? I understand why you pulled him. You're saying it's time for him to sit for a second, get his con- – his confidence is gone. But I find it weird that for so many times I've heard people talking about how – why are these receivers not getting separation? Why are they not getting open? Why are they not doing this? And then we have a backup come in who's been in here for years, and he starts throwing touchdowns, and we're going, this guy should have started all along. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What about EB? Are we going to put some of this on EB? Because yeah. all of a sudden he comes in, he changes it to a, a, a game plan to where Brissett's throwing a couple touchdowns. Terry McCord is all let, the, let me, all the Chad, let open. me ask you this. Put, put the offense that was uh, employed for Sam to the side, all of the surrounding, um, you know, bad defense, uh, you know, bad o- offensive line, put all of that to the side. Did you actually at any point see a guy that looked like he could become an elite quarterback in the NFL at any point at his best moments? Honestly, Kevin, yeah, a couple games. Okay. The Eagle games, the Eagle games were a couple of them. I go, oh my God, this guy can do it. The throws again, the throws he made during the, the Broncos game, which now looks a little bit better now that the Denver Broncos are what, what we've seen them at. Well, they gave up they 70 the, the next the week. Let's not forget that. Well, <laughs> yeah, they did. But they've, been, they've, they've turned it around. But, yes, a couple games I did. I mean, how could you not? Even even Elite, Cooley though? Said, like, like th- this, is a, this is a 10-year answer? Really? No. Um, I, no, I, I, not. no. At his best, no, what not. I saw was, man, that looks like a guy that could be a top half – ish kind of a quarterback, a starting quarterback okay, in the NFL. That? Is Purdy that? Is Purdy that? Uh, I don't is know what Purdy, Purdy is now. I, I, I think Purdy Purdy's elite? really good, though. I think I think the big difference between Purdy and Sam and watching both of them is just how inc- incredibly uh, uh, decisive and what a quick processor uh, Purdy is. Um, and I think that's so Sam's that's issue going back to Carolina. Me. i got to go up, up against a hard break, uh, break oh. Chad. Thanks. Uh, everybody else, stay on hold. We'll do one more segment of calls. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.